welcome to the Sports Carnage Podcast, presented by Detroit Sports Nation, featuring Paul Roshan, A.J. Riley, Ryan Griffin, and Matthew Bassett, bringing you the most arrogant takes on the planet straight to your ears. We don't promise to always be right, but we promise to act like we are. What up, webheads? Along with AJ Riley, Paul Roshan, Ryan Griffin, I'm Matt Bass, and welcome to Sports Carnage. Fellas, the first game of the post-Matt Patricia, Bob Quinn era is a rousing success as the Detroit Lions defeat their arch nemesis. Hold on, can we define success, please? Uh. It was it was success because it was a win on the field. And this point, the season doesn't matter because we're not getting number one. We're not getting Trevor Lawrence. Any of that shit has been gone the out the window for weeks. However, our players were able to get the last laugh on their worthless fat ass coach and their worthless general manager as they were shown the door and defeat the Chicago Bears and more importantly, that bum ass quarterback who seems to look otherworldly when it comes to facing Detroit. Well, he still had a pretty Pretty good game, yeah, he did but for it a wasn't minute. enough as our kittens roared loud in the fourth and came back to take down the Bears. A win on the scoreboard, uh, it doesn't really matter for the season because we're the Lions and we don't do anything anyway, but the players get the last laugh at least against their former head coach and GM, so kudos to them at least for getting that win. Nope. Nope. <laughs> no. Like, so most people are like, I'm happy for Daryl Bevel. Bro, I'm not. No. Like you, you won in your career, weren't you on? Weren't you on the Super Bowl? Not on the Super Bowl team, but weren't you part of that coaching staff? And I know it's different as a head coach, but like I'm not happy they won, because the other thing that I hear a lot is like, oh, they look like they played so much harder for him. Like, no, it didn't. They were <laughs> down ten with three minutes left, and stupid ass Mr. Trubisky fumbles the ball. Uh, you know, they went down and scored, so I guess credit to them for that. And then stupid ass Mr. Trubisky fumbles the ball, and then the Lions get it. And then they end up, you know, p- punching that in for the win. But I didn't think they played any harder. I didn't really think they they looked all that good. Um, this is a game that you know they hadn't beaten the Bears, and even that, if it was early in the season, if it was Week One, that would have been super nice. But now I just want to lose. I want to get that draft position. I want to get any thought out of anybody in Allen Park's mind that Daryl Bevel is a good head coach, and maybe he's the man to lead this team. I don't want anything to do with any any of that at all. The one good thing that came out of this game, maybe, was that you know Stafford had 400 yards, so he's moving up the all-time passing list, and I just think it'd be pretty funny if he ended up like top three when he retired. But other than that, I wasn't happy with the win. I'd have been way more satisfied with the loss. So, Ryan, you're not a Beveliever. Absolutely not. Like I think he could, he might even stay on as the head, as the coordinator. Like if they get Salah, no, I guess they no, coach together. No, stop. And he might. No, he's bad. They, they he's coach so together bad in Seattle. So I would be. Boys, bro. I would be more mad with him at coordinator than I would with him at head coach. Oh hell no. This is think about this. So I have not. I, and listen, I I, I want to be extremely clear right now. <laughs> I will be pretty damn mad. I will be pretty god dang livid if he is our head coach next year. But. Daryl Bevel, to the best of my knowledge, has not been a head coach. Correct? Uh, that Am is I wrong? Correct. That's, okay. That's correct. Well, no, this last week he was one, so that counts. Uh, that's true. <laughs> AJ, <laughs> interim does not count. We discussed this. We literally discussed this with Vrabel. Un- undefeated as a head coach. Maybe I'm wrong. Interim does not count. 
He has not been a head coach before. I have not seen him fail in that position, and that position is much different than being a coordinator. I know he sucks as a coordinator. I don't want him calling my plays in any capacity, but it, I don't know if he would be a bad head coach. I don't, I don't want to see. I don't want to find out. I don't want to be that guinea pig. I want to hire someone that I've seen actually do talented things at their given position. Uh, but I, I don't... It's far worse to have him as a coordinator because I know he sucks at that and I know he holds back the team. So I don't want him here, but he could be better as a head coach than a coordinator. Like, that's not impossible. All right, so next week we're going to start our fun to get Gretchen Whitmer in the White House because you don't like her as a governor but as the president. Who knows? Oh, my Lord. <laughs> I mean, Why? He's, he's got a point there. Why are you like this? He's got a point there. Oh, my goodness. So you said it was a rousing success. Ryan doesn't sound like he's aroused. <laughs> <laughs> Those are two different words. Uh, it's a, a flaccid success. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I gotta say, he's facetious all over. We're not I don't even five know. Minutes into this and already off the rails. I don't know if being gifted. A win against a bottom five NFL team by a bum ass quarterback is a rousing success. Even hey, if you we were we trying, we didn't get it the first time we faced even him. Even if you were trying coach. to win, your quarterback threw for four hundred yards and three touchdowns, and you still needed a gift. Now I will say, there was enough time left in the game. We could have won regardless. They just made it a lot easier. But, I mean, come on, man. You still barely beat the bum-ass Bears. Well, we're not a good team. They're so bad. Who, by the way, <laughs> I believe are winless since me and Dylan made that bet. I'm pretty oh, the sure they have not won a game. Yeah, they are. That's crazy. Which is amazing. Yeah, not even surprising. Are as well. Thanks but a lot amazing. for that. Well, I didn't make that bet. <laughs> How many wins are the Seahawks at? They need to get to nine, right? They're at eight. There's, they're at what? eight? Oh, what do they no, need I to get to? Nine? They're at eight and six right now. Eight but they five. need to get to nine, right? Uh, well, nine's the push. They need to get to ten. Dude, they play the Jets in Washington. You're good. I don't know, man. The Jets just took down the undefeated Steelers. No, the Washington did that. Yeah. Oh, the, Jets, the Jets gave up Not a the Hail Jets. Mary. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the Jets <laughs> purposely lost and then played their defensive <laughs> yeah, coordinator. exactly. But Washington beat the undefeated Steelers, and the Freaking Seahawks just lost to the Giants. That's fair. That's Can you name me someone on the Giants? Jabril Preppers. Preppers. Yeah. Easy. I can name you a lot of people on the Giants, but that doesn't make them a good football team. I was going to say, that's worthwhile? Yeah, the, so the Seahawks are 8-4. and four. They have four games left to win two of them. Listen, yep. Saquon Barkley is worthwhile. He's just dead. Okay? Right. Exactly. They got a wide receiver that's worthwhile? They got one they used to be. No, they actually have a decent receiving. Like, I so Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton are not bad football players. Like, they're solid. They can play some football. Golden Tate's kind of washed, but he's like, whatever. I mean, he's still got a little bit in him. Did they're you say terrible. Darius Slayton? Darius Slayton. Oh, okay. Uh, Darius Slay plays in the same division. So <laughs> Right. Yeah. Different team, though. And different side of the Other ball. Other side of the so ball. Different team I'm that sure has they've come a into new contact quite a few this times. week. That's because uh, their starting quarterback is trash. <laughs> they never should have let go of <laughs> Nick Foles. Of, of the Bears' backup quarterback? Yep. 
Well, hey, look, man. Chicago turns anything into shit. <laughs> That's it's true. not Foles Farm. Including alcohol, That's apparently. Right. You're going to give me this is, much money? Is, is bread That's right, AJ. Foles including alcohol. I, like, I love you sneaking that in there, AJ. It's Thank beautiful. You. Thank you. Uh, I love I love the direction of this podcast. Pure chaos already. This is wonderful. <laughs> and pretty much, honestly, this is what the Lions do to you, right? It's pure chaos. It's complete. Yeah, it, it so is. we f- we fire our GM and head coach, and everyone's like, yeah, we suck, but it's going to be okay. Then the reports have just been wild. There's Jason there Garrett. Saying that I heard that name people- tossed out there. Oh, my Lord. Didn't we, ha- airy, didn't we airy – or airy, Jesus Christ. I can't even talk. This is what this team does to me. Didn't we interview – Oh, uh, the Giants. Yeah, it is. Didn't we interview? <laughs> now, that wasn't even a word. I just that was like me having a stroke. Uh, I think we interviewed the Giants old GM from like 30 years ago. I saw something oh, about that. I, I, I don't know if we interviewed him, but he was uh, he was on like a, a candidate to watch. Like they are interested in him. What? I, what's his name? I'm. I need help. I can't think. Uh, He's bad. I want to say it's like Jason Gears, but that's not it. That's not it. Uh, Jerry Reese, right? Is that it? Jerry Reese. There, it was a J and a. Uh, He's bad. (laughs) Like, he's not a good GM. And he also hasn't been a GM for, I don't know, a decade? I don't know how long. Do you think that there's any any legs to the Chris Spielman rumor? No. He was was the GM in 2007 to 17. Oh. He won two Super Bowls. Well, it's not as as long ago as I thought. And then Gettleman took over. Feels like a long time because they've been bad for a long time. Let's not look too much at rose-colored glasses on those two Super Bowls. The Giants were mostly a bad team during his tenure as GM. You can be bad. They they backdoored into the playoffs both of those years and wrote a great defense. To a championship well, both times. Means Jerry Reese knows how to identify talent on the defensive end. And I don't want him, but if you're going to tell me the Lions can be 9-7, and seven, but they'll win the Super Bowl, I'll take that every I, single year. The scariest, the scariest thing that I heard, and it actually came from you, Ryan, was the nonsense about hiring a head coach before hiring a GM. Oh, the, the part that's going to happen? In this, I cannot. I can't. I, this, Our head coach the, is already here, Paul. The podcast will be a bigger bleep show than normal if uh, if that happens. Wait, is there any caveat to that, Paul? Um, I'm saying the the name drops. Freaking McVeigh says I want to come to Detroit. So, oh Jesus! I mean, obviously that's different, but I so All I right, guess bro, the thing is so it, it really <laughs> depends on how they go about it. So if they're kind of simultaneously, um, like discussing with GM candidates and coaching candidates and they've got their eyes on a couple people. And, uh, I don't know. I don't want Dorsey, but say Dorsey was the guy they wanted a GM. Um, and Salah was the guy they wanted at coach. And they kind of back channel talked to both of them and they wanted to work together. And then they hire Salah first on their own. Like, I guess that would kind of be okay, but I cannot have my front office, especially my front it's not even a front office they're not a front office we don't have a front office right now i cannot have my ownership and upper management that are not football people heading a coaching search making a decision on a head coach and then being like all right let's go find a gm that can tolerate this guy like i that's i i would want to literally kill somebody I mean, you cannot, that's not how you run a football team, especially when you don't know a goddamn thing about football. 
You go find the GM, who is the most important thing in the universe, like we've talked a thousand times. It's the Lions. And they don't then know it's how to run a football show. team. It's his show. He goes and finds the coach that he wants, that he wants to identify talent for. Like, I, I don't you, – you can't do that. You're not allowed to do that. That should be illegal. Like well. <laughs> the NFL, the NFL needs to come out tomorrow and say owners can't hire coaches; only GMs can. That's what I want to see. Like God, I like it's. You can't do that. So that hire one as well. It's gonna. Oh my! It's That's gonna Bill be. O'Brien. Oh. So you got experience in both positions. I mean, who? What? And I. The thing is, so I and I know that Ryan's like, yeah, it's gonna happen, whatever, and that's the reports. I don't. I still don't believe it. Like I will believe it when I see it. How how could anybody currently in the Lions organization think that they are qualified to hire a head coach? How how, how would that come about? Well, what they think do that you they're know? qualified they get paid all that money what to do their job. What do you yeah. know about this sport to hire a head coach? And then uh, they got Ernie Acorsi, bro. They're good. Is, yeah, Ernie Acorsi. They brought us Bob Quinn. Good job, buddy. You know what is going to happen for the Lions though is I've seen a report like the last two days. Like, oh, Robert Salo wants to coach the Lions. To me, that just means it's not going to happen. Because it's what I want to happen. Well, yeah. There's going to be mean, some wild the bullshit man is crazy. somebody else. Why would you <laughs> want like, a crazy yeah, person in charge of your team? He's clearly <laughs> crazy. He clearly has a mental illness if he wants to come coach the Lions. No, hold on. Well, you, you are, can, you you are, are born. You are born summer, we've discussed this before. You are born into this. Yeah. All right. He is from here. Yeah. You are. You're just kind of. You're born into it, and yeah. it's not a choice. You can like it him is from what Um. I mean, what is he gonna? What's he gonna say? No, I don't want to be a head coach in the NFL. Like. No, people I, are reporting that he wants the line. Like, I, not just I want to be a coach, or it'd be, it'd be a great me, opportunity. It's, it's, it's like not, specific. It's, I don't care about he, he wants to come stuff. home. It's a Mel Tucker situation. Oh what? Yeah, buddy. I mean, his dollar is going to stretch a lot further in Detroit than it will in San Francisco. That's for sure. Oh, it will. <laughs> a little colder, but yeah, it will. You're going to get a much bigger place to live. He's like, oh, I can get more than three rooms for $4 million? Sweet. Look at all <laughs> yeah, bro, this if land. We, if we I can fool him, good on. on us. If we can fool him, maybe uh, maybe Rod Wood did something right. But what if we fool him before we hire a GM? Well, that's what's, that's what's going to happen. I'm, I'm already banking on that. Are you going to be mad about it? Like, I'm going to be very angry. No, because I want the coach anyway. But do you now, find if we this don't hire him and we hire somebody else, I'd probably business. be mad. This is not an acceptable way to conduct business. Right, it's but not, it is also the line. It's not, so but if you give me my end result of Robert Sala. Then you're just, you're cool that it doesn't matter. No, I, well, I, I, mean, I think I heard that John Lynch is coming with him. That man. That's right. There's the more. Steve right? Lynch is coming with Sala. Steve Eisenman is going to dual GM in the city. The, the one candidate we discussed a little bit that I do not want, I won't be angry, but I will be pessimistic, is uh, the enemy. Um, yes, I agree. I, no desire for him. None at all. But I really super hope that he's not the guy. I the really, end. like, I think you said it last, I think it was you or Ryan that said it last week, like those discipleship coaches. Like, oh, this guy's a disciple of this guy. When they're like, on the same side of the ball yeah, as their it, head coach. That, yeah, that to me, it's it's the same trap that we were in with Patricia and Belichick. And, and well, it is not as, that yeah, it can't especially if it's, a, if it's a bad tree. Like, Belichick's tree is terrible. It just is. Yeah, like, but Belichick's great. Andy Reid's tree, is, tree is good, though. Right. Yeah, Andy Reid's tree is great. But offensive coaches coming from Andy Reid or defensive coaches coming from Andy Reid? Like if we have neither right now, I'll take one of them. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, has an offensive uh, coach no, gone I, on? Just... Peterson, maybe? Right? Uh, isn't McVay from his tree as well? I thought McVay no, was. No, I thought I McVay was from Andy Reid coaching tree because I didn't want to be like, oh, it's obviously. I, it, I think uh, McVay is part of the Andy Reid coaching tree. John Harbaugh, but he was special teams. I thought Gru- uh, I thought McVay was from Gruden. Well, he coached. He was an offensive coordinator under Gruden. So in would that not Washington. make him part of? His, no, no, not but Jay Gruden. Doug John. Peterson, Ron Rivera, oh, Sean McDermott. Gruden. Oh yeah, no, not Sean McVay. Good, good call, AJ. Brad Childress, old Vikings coach. Matt Nagy. Childress uh. sucked. Nagy. Nagy is Nagy's a perfect example of why I don't want enemy. Nagy was Nagy was enemy yeah. before. Now, obviously, same same thing, same deal. Same exact thing. Um, it's not their offense, dude. It's not their anything. No, they... and it's again, it's not that they can't be successful. We talked about this last week. It's I. That's not who I'm taking a chance on. No, I'm taking a chance on a guy like Salah that does his own thing and has full control over his side of the ball and has good results to boot with it. I I don't know. We talked. Results didn't look that good yesterday. We want up and comers, right? Like we're all on the same page. We don't want retreads. We don't want proven failures. That's why names like Jerry's coming up are terrifying. Guys on the the fact that he would even be in the discussion is just like it's like forty people talking. I mean, you pair. You pair Salah with someone from the front office. You can talk over Paul all you want. Doesn't mean he's going to stop. Yeah, I don't think Paul even knows that we're talking. I'm pretty sure. I mean, that's good, right? Why it's not? It doesn't have to be complicated. (laughs) Paul, can you know? And no, and it wasn't a competition. But AJ was talking, and like he over, like his voice way overpowered yours. I didn't hear a word you said. (laughs) I just heard like you in the background of AJ. It's the same way he was saying. Paul, can you hear us? I don't think Paul can hear us. Yeah, he can't hear us. <laughs> I don't think he can hear us. <laughs> That's so good. Oh my god, he can't even hear us. Hi, I can oh, hear no. you now. That was really. You can hear us now. That's so funny. That, that makes way more sense. That makes than him. way oh more. It's just like goddamn. Like he's not stopping. I want to. I Paul, I'm gonna send you this part of the cast before I delete it. Um, that was fun. I was getting was t- so lonely. It was too funny. Like, we were talking about so much other shit, and you would just continue to talk. And so we were, like, making reference to the fact that, like, yeah, you, we can talk over you. It doesn't mean you're going to stop talking. No one was talking, and I was like, all right. But like, we were all talking. And, like, literally, we're all talking. I had to tab uh, over to funny. Discord, and I see your things lighting up, and I'm like, what is going on, dude? Like, to, right at the end. That was weird. Like, I can't hear him. Right oh, at the God. end, I was like, man, this is... All right, good. So This is going to be one of those when I go into it, I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to edit here. We're just going to cut that whole section out. It's good. Who am I taking out of this section? I don't even... I, I don't know how long I couldn't hear you guys. Okay, well, we were letting you go, and you were mentioning Sala and like doing his own thing, and then I made a snide remark about like his own thing didn't look good yesterday as the Niners' defense looked like shit against the Bills. And then it just kind of spiraled from there because you AJ chimed in and then we're all talking and you're continuing your own thread. <laughs> Can't hear us. So sad. I but uh, so yesterday, like, and this is especially in college, but the NFL just as much. It's in an unfortunate side of the times. It's very frustrating, but you don't stop great offenses anymore. You don't stop great offensive players anymore in modern football. It's just the way the game has trended. Like you're not holding a top five offense 
to 15 points. It just doesn't really happen, no matter how good of a defense or defensive coach you are. But your goal is to slow them enough that your offense can do things and win the game, obviously. You're going to have off days. The 49ers don't have an insane amount of talent, healthy talent left on their defense right now. And the Bills are very, very good offense. I mean, they are borderline contender. I, I don't know how you guys feel about the Bills. Very good football team. <coughs> I don't look at games like yesterday as red flags. I, I don't. I don't know if you guys feel differently, but that kind of stuff doesn't worry me at oh, no, all. No, I don't either. I was, I was just being a dick. And I, okay. I, I look at the fact that they have Nick Mullins at quarterback as a red yeah. flag. Yeah, that that is. And that hurts your defense too, even though he doesn't play defense. It, obviously, not being able to sustain drives. Although, I don't think – did their offense have an okay day? Like, it wasn't that bad. They did. The score was like 24 points. Not their there. running back, Raheem Mozart. <laughs> oh, no. No, yeah, the running backs had a rough day. Uh-huh. A rough day. Which is weird because the Bills don't have a great run defense. Can they don't have a great defense, period, right now. Can we not talk about fantasy football? I have a, I have a question. CFP rankings, did they come out today? Uh, the CFP, yeah. Yeah, um, it's the same it was, top four. Yeah, Bama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State. So what sucks, and not, this isn't for the cast, the pick, pick the sheet cast. that I made earlier. <laughs> That's funny, I was, I was thinking about that too. Does not apparently the rankings were not updated when I made the picks. They, now, they were not because I was like, "Oh, this is probably a little bit different. Maybe not." But now I'm sad. God dang! Why does it matter? The games are the same. The teams are the same. I... Maybe not. Ohio State's going to play uh, who like Texas A&M because their game got canceled too. <laughs> number four versus number five for the right to go to the playoff. Oh, that'd be sweet. Can we neutral site that shit if they get Texas A&M and uh, Ohio State? Throat and yeah, but yeah, it'll be neutral like the Michigan State Duke game is neutral. <laughs> <laughs> All right, picks are updated. Are we ready to continue the podcast? Yeah, I'm ready. Matt? AJ? Yeah, I've been waiting on you. Ryan was super mad about the Lions, and I got to ask, is it – solely draft pick reasons you're angry or do you have genuine concern about this bevel stuff i mean i do have concern about the bevel stuff especially like so say they hire a kirshner or whatever the dude from is seattle. from seattle yeah. like they're friends and i think you'd get enough players vouching for bevel obviously like if, if you ask stafford like hey what do you think what do you think about this guy is he worth keeping around as a head coach I think he'd probably say yes as opposed I mean, to no. he's not going to say no, but that doesn't mean anything. So my thing is it, like... It could mean the world to Sheila. We so don't know. So at this point to me, so say you were to bring in Trent Kirshner, right? Uh, who I would have preferred over Quinn before, but at this point in time, I've soured on him a little bit. Um, but if we bring him in, cool. First time GM. He has, if he makes a coaching hire... Like, if, if we don't hire the coach, what? Nothing, sorry. I read a headline from Coach Mel Tucker saying, we're a very inconsistent football team. Like, no, you don't fucking say. <laughs> no, Tucker was pissed in his last press conference. <laughs> it was kind of funny. If Kirshner is the one making the coaching hire, he has everything riding on it. He has his job on the line when he makes that hire. I, I can't possibly believe. Like, I, I don't. This, to me, something like that, this isn't good old boys club. 
It's not the 1960s. Like, you're a first-time GM. You have to nail this. This could be the last time you ever... people you're comfortable with. This might be the last time you ever get to make this hire. You are going out and getting the best possible coach. And he could already think that's Bevel. And they're already on the same page, I I would assume. But if he thinks that's Bevel, he thinks that for reasons independent of his friendship. Like, or I believe, probably not. I believe Maybe. with That's... his job on the line, he is capable of separating those things. We have no idea. And I mean, there'll always, we, and there'll we, always we, be and that cloud of doubt that hangs over that hire, if that's the case. And I'm mad for draft pick reasons, too. I'd rather have a, a better pick than not. Yeah. I mean, it, do, it does I, suck I saw for us the get pick. screwed out of, and I don't remember if we won a game we shouldn't have this year. But, like, I saw us get screwed out of Josh Allen by one pick. The, the linebacker, not the quarterback. I was M- there. Missed him by a pick. Yeah, but would we have taken him? That's the thing. Like, the, the Lions are so bad The Lions are so bad That's at what I drafting. Myself, so Does I it matter? I mean, we saw this, and I understand the new GM's coming in, and we don't know. Verdict will be out. So, I, I'm not trying to cast doubt on this new hire right from the get-go, but... The Lions, no matter where they have drafted, have not really drafted great in their recent history, right? So uh, that's, that's why I was so thrilled with last year. We went three and th- like all I wanted to do was lose. For out. the most part, we were part, what, three, four, and one. Yeah, and then we ended up was like part, lose out, lose out, lose out. Doing we got the three. I mean, and then Beautiful. we ended up I, doing exactly what we did with the number three pick. And if you remember that night that we were on, like Quinn literally had to basically go rogue and pick Okuda because. Patricia wanted Derek Brown. You remember well, that? Well, hold on. So we don't know that that's true. That is hearsay coming out from people that say they're in the know. You'll never find out if that's actually true. And if you were going to – if you pick – listen, I you guys know how I felt about picking at number three, mm-hmm. especially a corner. It was an infinitely better pick than picking a fucking defensive tackle at number three overall. Like, no, I don't care who he is. I'm not picking a defensive tackle in number three overall. Like, this is just absurdity. It's just nonsense. Especially in 2020, in the modern NFL. You want me to take a defensive tackle in number three overall? Are you out of your goddamn mind? Yeah, give me give me prime and Dominican soup. Not yeah. a chance. And you don't know. That's the problem. You don't know. But even if you're getting Aaron Donald, like, okay. I, you, you saw Aaron Donald in the Super Bowl against a matchup that was tailor-made for him to own that game and win it for his team. And they had the better team and the all-time defensive tackle. And what did it do for them? Okay, and they gave up 13 points. They lost the game. No, I'm not saying it's their fault, but I'm saying, like, single-handedly. All they did was hold Tom Brady 13 points in the Super Bowl. That is not good good use of the number three overall pick. Terrible use of the number three overall pick. Are we getting the – we're not even on track to get the number three overall pick. No, no, last year. Last year. Oh, okay. Um, but anyway, I don't buy, I don't buy that to, report leapfrog the bears. And if that report is true, Matt Patricia needs to know his place. I don't give a shit who you want. You're not the GM coach, the players that you are. Okay. But you're, you're speaking of something that has never been true of the guy since he got to Detroit. He is. We, we talked about this at length and at nauseum last week that he came in demanding what he had never earned. And so for a guy that is that deluded, he's not going to know his place. Well, so I don't see, and that's another, so he obviously comes off as just a giant cocksucker, but he is the head coach. Uh, you are what you eat. Jesus. He is the head coach. 
And that is all the respect that he needs when he comes into that locker room. I, I don't care how long you've been in the league, how good you think you are. The head coach is the head coach. That's that's all. There is nothing else. He doesn't need to earn an ounce of your respect. He is your. I don't head know. Coach. I think I disagree. If you can't handle it, you find a different. Nah, because I I know as soon as Paul George starts bitching about Ty Lue, you're gonna be all on Paul George's side. Yeah. Well, Ty Lue is garbage. I I think I, I He's think the head that, coach. So, I don't understand how Ty Lue is getting head coaching jobs, but well, okay. But listen, I I, I don't I don't <laughs> even know if that. I, I very think, clear out. I think the principle of what Ryan is saying is true, especially when you get into the professional sports realm. Paul, I agree with you a hundred percent that that's the way that it should be, and especially when you get probably at the top end, like of the college level. I think that's where that stops. Once you start getting into the professional realm, I think that that dynamic shifts a little bit. That dynamic shifts on bad teams without culture. Okay, that may be true, but you have to. That is true. That's the problem. But you, you have to. But you have that to build only that. Only happens on bad teams with no culture okay. in place. I, and and I'm not going to argue with you on that point because I agree with you on that point. But you can't if you know that that's the case. You don't come in demanding. You have to build the credibility in order to have and so gain that respect. It's the same we, thing that you said with Belichick last week. Right. If you like your players, they like you. Like, look, and Andy Reid lets Tyreek Hills do backflips into the end zone after staring his <laughs> opponents down at the one yard line for ten seconds. Yeah, I mean, it. it yeah, makes... but Andy Reid's had a reputation for being a players. A, I, a players. Coach. I agree. Yeah, and, and this was, was so this is Matt Patricia trying to be Bill. You know, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Trying to be Bill, but to play devil's advocate to on his side of coming in and trying to show that confidence and be a dominant force for his players to follow. He went about it the wrong way yeah. and I did not like it whatsoever. No. But you can't it's, just come in as a as an unproven new head coach and just be kind of like whimpery and, you know, like unsure of yourself. That's right? not what I'm saying but he, either. But he took it, it too far the other way. Right. Well, so Matt, you hit hey, the nail on the players, head. They fucking suck. <laughs> like, you, hold on, bro. You legitimately <laughs> took the words out of my mouth. I think we would all agree that he went about it the wrong way. Yes. But he came in specifically to change the culture. And it need, we needed a culture change. And it was proven by the way the players reacted to him. And yes, he is an idiot. And he did things to his detriment. But in a winning culture, on a good football team, you do not have that dissent in the locker room. It can't exist if you're going to be a good football team. It, it absolutely can't happen. And if I'm the GM and I have players that cannot be professionals and cannot handle themselves and know their place under the head football coach, they're gone. So absolutely gone. So him, them dismissing Quandre Diggs, and them essentially getting rid of Darius Slay. You're okay for the culture aspect of it. I am not okay. Well, actually, Slay. We needed to make the trade at that time. Diggs was ridiculous. I am okay with the reasoning behind it. They did it because of what we just talked about. The what I'm not okay with is the reason that they couldn't handle themselves is because we had a trash GM that couldn't build a talented roster who hired a trash coach who couldn't lead a team to save his life and compounded those mistakes by shipping off our talent that couldn't get along with the direction of the franchise. 
Yeah, that the, that's where the such a cultured cancer. You named it a captain. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. That's where I guess it's a matter of like leadership principle, right? Like, you can come in and change a culture without uh, without telling your all pro cornerback he's <laughs> sucking a wide receiver's dick. Yeah, basically, right? Like. You can come in Which and happened. you can, it, it's all about the way that you carry yourself. And to me, the way that it's reported that he came in guns blazing into this destroy the culture and rebuild it proves a lot more of the insecurity that he carried within himself and overcompensating than even um, like how horrible the situation was, right? Like maybe that didn't make sense, but I think it proved more of his insecurity than it did anything else about his leadership style. Like, he came in trying to overcompensate, and it created a lot larger of a mess than if he would have actually had some type of leadership principle behind him. I think the biggest problem was he's not his own person. And it's hard to be a leader when you're still following how are you supposed to lead a locker room when you are mimicking somebody else? Exactly. And that's what he was doing. Well, and it's when you can't stand. I'm sorry, Matt. No, say, but it's also asking by the by the Lions to say we need to change the culture and we're going to bring in an unproven, not sure what we're getting, never been a head coach to change this culture. If you're going to change the culture, nah, see, I don't know. I don't agree want to bring that. in someone that has been known to do exactly no, you that. Don't, and to me personally, not... I think changing a culture through a head coach is asinine. The players change the culture. I thought we were on the upswing of changing the culture when we drafted in Dominican Sue all those years ago. And had we stayed on that kind of path, as opposed to giving up on him because of his on the field antics, Instead of following that line of becoming an asshole defense that yep. people hate to play, I did not which mind is, his on-field antics at all. To be honest, I, I wanted that. I I wanted him to drag the Lions kicking and screaming into this you know Steeler-like defense yep. where people hate to play yep. you and want nothing to do with you. Bad Boys Part Two yes. on the gridiron. I think I Give said that exact that. same and thing. That I many thought years that ago. we Thank were you, gonna get that with Indomitian. So I thought to I was me, crazy. That's a culture change. That's I'm, the change you need in the culture it's not from a head coach it's from the players on the field so i i disagree with a lot of that but as far as that defense and buying into that bad boy mentality i agree with that 100 percent and dominic and sue stomp that lineman's arm and i'm like nice job go for the neck next time <laughs> uh that's what i want to see right i mean you're a defensive player in the nfl be nasty. Be mean. Make yeah. other teams fear you. Yes. Like, they don't want to get caught by you because they don't know what you're going to do, right? And yeah, at times, it could hurt the team, but it's going to help a lot more than it's going to hurt if everyone buys into that. But I do, I very much disagree about the first-time coaching thing. Um, it has nothing to do with being a first-time head coach to me. And you don't need a retread to change your culture, at least not for the better. You just need an actual leader of men. You need someone that is sure of themselves and that has their own ideals that they are going to bring in and their own systems in way that they're going to run a team. And you don't have to be an experienced head coach to do that. Vrabel came in and had no problem doing that at Tennessee. What was Tennessee before he got there? Countless examples. 
countless examples all over the league, but obviously that's a very recent one. And I know that some people want. See, I think Vrabel that's different though because it's a Detroit. former player. It's a former defensive player that was known for being somewhat of a game changer on the field on the defensive side of the football. When it's a defensive coordinator that has done nothing, but literally nothing <laughs> on the actual <laughs> football but field, but mimic Bill Belichick and take you know a, a defense handed to him from someone who actually was great at it in Dante Scarnecchia and just continue that man's path underneath a by all accounts a defensive genius in your head coach and Bill Belichick how are you expecting that man to change your culture but you don't know it that so we are looking at this with hindsight and I it's knew. easy to see all the red flags now <laughs> I, back, I didn't like it when it happened back then he was considered the best defensive mind in football like outside of maybe Belichick himself he just so how much 33 that? points in the Super Bowl but, see I'm also wondering Paul like and I, I feel like we had this conversation right before they hired him because I wasn't as sold on it. Like, I wonder how much of that best defensive mind in football was actual media hype. Like, legitimately. But it, it, was, it came from the people around him, from guys like Bill Belichick. Like, everyone that had coached with well, yeah, him. Yeah, you wanted to like, get that yeah, man off his desk. Yeah, this is, this is, yeah. <laughs> this is the wondering. smartest guy I've ever been around. Like, <laughs> what, Patricia? Yeah, he's great. Yeah. The point is, like, you don't know until they're in that position. You don't know what you're going to get. But Bill is always playing chess when everybody else is playing checkers. And you can... I think, I think we're giving uh, I don't Don't even say it. Is below 500 without Tom Brady a uh, little bit He's actually 500. Credit. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm no, gonna go hold on. Six and six. I'm, I'm not talking about just this year. I'm talking career. I'm talking career. Oh, uh, hang on. That's not fair. <laughs> if he had. He actually had a thing going in Cleveland before Cleveland tanked themselves. Yeah. The city said, "Oh, we get rid of that." That's what. That's what Cleveland does. Where are you going, AJ? <laughs> she, <laughs> she's like, I've had enough of this shit. Like. I'm out. All right. He said, "Oh, we're giving Belichick too much credit." All right, I'm gone. <laughs> I don't know, is, is AJ back? Yeah, I'm back. I said Eight Crazy oh. Nights is a great movie. Oh, you did. You're right. Is Paul back? I just heard, I just heard you rummaging through your dresser left. drawers. All right. So we are, everyone's back. The fuck were we talking so now, about? <laughs> so what we what we were talking about is how everybody got mad at, uh, oh. at Kyrie Irving for not wanting to talk to the media, and then the next goddamn day they asked his teammate about James Harden, who's not <laughs> anywhere close to on his fucking team. I was so confused. Like, like, no shit. Kyrie doesn't want to talk to you. Like, you understand you, the stupid ass questions you ask. You, you like, said. Why would you, you ever ask Karis LeVert? Karis LeVert talking about James Harden's practice, and I'm like, I, I haven't been paying attention to the NBA for a minute. Did, did a wild ass trade happen? Like, what? No, did I but James miss? Harden has been talking about wanting to go to Brooklyn. Yeah. The question still makes no sense to me whatsoever, but it's the only so inkling of to me of giving of a reason for why you would ask a player on the Nets about James Harden is because James Harden has come out and said, I want to go to Brooklyn. But still, why are you asking about someone who's not on your team yet, not showing up to another team's meetings? Right, and that's not even it. They didn't ask him, like, how would James fit here? Would you be mad if you got traded for James Harden? Like, even a question where it's like, that's stupid, but whatever. They asked him, like, what What do you think about James Harden not being a practice? Like, Bro, what the fuck do I care? Why doesn't Kyrie want to talk to the media? You're all fucking stupid. Ask why. him why he doesn't want to talk to the media. Why? Are, I don't understand why they're having other players answer for 
other players. <laughs> it's just like not on his like, team. Yeah, it doesn't, like, doesn't affect Karislevert in the slightest. No. That's just somebody thinking they were getting cute and thought that it was... <laughs> hey, was James Harden at practice? Like, I've, I've been in those situations, that. and like, thankfully, I think I've done a good job avoiding asking questions like that when I've had the chance to talk to different head coaches uh, and players. But I've definitely heard ask, them from uh, other people and just been like, what... What? You didn't That's... ask Antonio Gates what he thought about McNabb and T.O.'s beef? No. <laughs> no, definitely not. Stupid. <laughs> like, are there players in the in any sport where, like, you don't like them, but they do something, and it's like, oh, well, you made a point there. Because, like, I think Kyrie says a lot of dumb shit, and I think I actually like him more times than not. But, like, when he did the media thing, I was like, all right, that makes sense. And then the, it happens the very next day. And he's like, all right, that's instantly validated. I, I think Marshawn Lynch could be a good example in his media interaction. Like, <laughs> you kind of, like, look at him like, dude, just talk to the media. And then you hear his reason nope. for why he doesn't. And he's like, the same guys that praise you when they're good are the ones that are calling you a thug when you do something wrong. Like, why am I going to give them? He goes, and I look at it, and it's the same. It's the guys holding the pens. He goes, so why am I going to answer their questions? To like, be fair. That's valid. To be fair. That, that's coming from too. a guy who got drunk and got behind the wheel and got in a lot of trouble. So, Okay, but but that well, doesn't... Source like, matters. Marble? Source matters. I understand, but... All, but when, but Which one of them? To my point, like what I'm saying is, like I get what he's saying. Like Why is he... If they're going to be the ones that crucify him when he does something wrong, then they shouldn't be the ones that praise him when he does something... Like... I but that's it's not, a trust, no, but that's, coming from coming from like so a I, of trust, I I despise the media, but I think that's absolutely nonsense. I mean that's what that's what you should do as people and as a society. You should chastise wrongdoing and you should celebrate good things. Like I don't there's it's not this one way street that oh if you're on my side you always got to be on my side. Like that's nonsense. If you fuck up. I'm gonna point it out, right? But if I you think do that good, I, agree. I, I think that in I think that in somebody's life though, and their life experience is going to give them different validating reasons for dealing with that one way or the other. Like in Marshawn's case, trust to him and loyalty to him is a very important thing. And so, if you're on his side, you're on his side. If you're not on his side, he doesn't have time for you. Like, but I, that's that not to me that's is not what loyalty is. Like, loyalty to me isn't that. Oh, you killed someone, but I'm gonna roll with you until the end of time. Like That's the Pouncy Brothers. It <laughs> It's a it, loyalty is listen, like I'll try to help you through your struggles and I'm not gonna disappear when shit gets bad, but if you fuck up, I'm gonna tell you you fucked up. Like I, it's not Paul, it's yes. not I, I it again, I go back to I, I think that context matters. Like context, oh, context is king. I mean, context well, is all think, that matters, and that's. I think problem. for a lot of times, for athletes, it becomes like personal. Right. Like it's not like you're just critiquing right. their play. Like, oh, Marshawn Lynch only averaged two yards a carry, and he missed five holes. Like, we know what the fuck was he doing there? Like, I think that's something that Marshawn can be like, okay, that makes sense because right. that's all the same thing in film. But when they start like going into you know deeper shit or going off of like rumors or hearsay, and you no, know, we know a lot of the times. <laughs> Or maybe sometimes that shit's just like not even true at right. all. It's like, oh, well, we're reporting this, and then the player comes out, and not that you can always believe the player. But it's like, nah, like that didn't happen like that in any type of capacity. But 
that's what the people you know run with and that's what they base their stories off of and then it becomes like okay now we're going to attack this person's character Mm -hmm. as opposed to sticking with this you know bounds of oh he didn't he didn't play well or we heard him mouth off to the coach whatever it is and i think that's where a lot of times an athlete whether it's marshawn lynch or anybody else like disconnects like lebron was just talking about that on um Richard Jefferson and Channing Fry's podcast where he could he could talk for 20 minutes but if there's like the one clip of him saying some shit it's like oh like that's Did you hear like, like that's what we're going to latch on to. <laughs> Did you hear what Kyrie said regarding LeBron? Well not regarding LeBron but in the context of What you talking about with the Kevin Durant stuff about, about how he's finally yeah. he's finally got he a teammate that, that he can trust to take the last shot. Yeah, he said. Yeah, well, he said that months ago. And yeah, then LeBron, LeBron finally responded to it. Yeah, it was like, oh, I was hurt by that. Like, but then LeBron said that he won the hardest championship in the in the bubble, so he can get the fuck out of here. But it's LeBron also being, you know, LeBron like, oh, I just wanted to do whatever I could to help this man's career, which is like LeBron's tagline throughout his entire career. That's like, right. Uh, who knew all of LeBron's like, subtweets help Kyrie Irving grow as a player? <laughs> like. The shit that he says versus the things that he does behind the scenes. It's like, there were a lot of people that was on Kyrie's side when all that shit went down in the first place. And then he kept what? on talking. I mean, but <laughs> had, they, had he, yeah. People switched over like, to LeBron's oh. side. <laughs> oh no, baby, what is you doing? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that that was, that was an old quote. I just saw it today. Yeah, well, yeah, because yeah, of the LeBron response was today, but... Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. With Marshawn Lynch, I think it was a special category. Like with someone like Bill Belichick, who has been this, you know, this surly guy that he's become over the last 10, 15 years, extra surly. Like with Lynch, you're talking about a guy who born and raised in Oakland, East East Bay area, not a nice area, real rough neighborhood, raised with all that roughness. Is that like legitimately more than anybody in the NFL, maybe in sports period, is straight street and now all of a sudden is in the limelight. And he don't know that life. He wants nothing to do with that life. He wants to carry a football, run through people, so hold score on. touchdowns, get paid for it, and get the hell out I of it. I can't allow you to do that because... It's true. That's not true. It's very true. true. Because the, the best Marshawn Lynch video ever is... Because Marcus Peters is from Oakland, too. They were playing each other. Marshawn Lynch on offense, Marcus Peters on defense. A scuffle broke out. One of Marshawn Lynch's teammates goes to fight Marcus Peters, and instead of sticking up for his teammates, because they're both from Oakland, Marshawn Lynch sticks up for Marcus Peters. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not talking about the Oakland stuff. I'm talking about the limelight stuff. Like that's the one thing that I always hated. Marshawn Lynch chose, picked and chose when he wanted to be in the limelight and when he thought it was cool to do whatever. I especially you've seen it since he retired. I mean, he's gone on talk shows. He does commercials. He is not. He appears he is in not the just, league. He is not just some homebody that doesn't want to ever get attention anywhere. He didn't want that attention from those people, and he played it up to his whatever. But I don't I, – I hated – the one thing that drove me insane was the people that are like, oh, he's got anxiety and he's got this and he doesn't like the cameras and blah, blah. That's nonsense. Like that kind of excuse. Like I don't care. Like, I what didn't he say he's got anxiety about it. I just said he didn't want to deal did, with it. What he did, uh, like he just didn't want people. No, to you didn't say words. that. Like when you go on the league or you make a commercial, no one can. You like, didn't oh, say that, but people people used to say that all the time. And uh, I don't care 
if you and I think it's stupid that he got fined. I don't care if you want to talk to her or not talk to the media. Like that's whatever. But call a spade a spade. Like I don't I don't need the excuses or the whatever. Just listen. I hate you guys. You are trash. I'm not going to talk to you, and that's it. Be done. I think this entire thing, beat writers especially, it's so antiquated. There is no these press conferences. When is the so last is a time brought to us by Don Drysdale? <laughs> when is the last time you watched any presser and got anything of value from it other than like a slip of the tongue or something? Like when is the last time that it impacted your opinion or entertainment of football? Or basketball or whatever. I, like I don't know, but Mel Tucker saying he didn't uh, go for it on fourth and one because he didn't think his players could get it was pretty hilarious. Hang on. Ron Artest, post-game seven, after defeating the Celtics, best presser ever. So we are 14 years ago, maybe? 12 what? years ago? 12 years ago? No. Uh, 10. It was t- 2010? The 2010 yeah. finals, Celtics-Lakers. Okay. All right. 10 years ago. 10 years ago. I was about to say practice, but then I yeah, thought of Ron Artest. That was Speaking of 14 years ago, you know what's crazy is the Heat won the title in 06, and next year they got swept in the first round. How the fuck does that ever happen? Stuff happens. Rough year. It's crazy, though. To, like, just to get swept? Like, you can lose. Uh, right? Because the Lakers was, lost was, in 11 Was Shaq to healthy the, in 07? I don't know, but getting swept is still crazy. I, don't I even think know that was like the start of Shaq's downfall before they shipped them off You have any type of championship DNA, and you get swept in the first round. That's true. I mean, you I did lose it. a top five center all time. You still got swept. You win one game. It's yeah, everybody won a game against the Lakers this year. Even the Blazers. Yeah, Even the true. Blazers. Didn't the Blazers win the first game? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Them and the Rockets won the first game. And everybody was like, oh, no. Right, who was it? Was it Charles that had the broom after they won that game? Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Of course God. it was. Yeah, he was so high. Because didn't he pick the Blazers to win the series? Yep, he did. <laughs> he was feeling I really good it. after game one. Man. He was feeling yeah, so good after you. game one. And this is not he, so good after that. Called the shot. Now, I, I, I honestly, like, we can do away with it all. I don't need pressers. I don't need, not scripted, what's the word I'm looking it's, for? Scheduled pressers by the league for players and coaches. If they want to have like a presser for a reason, like if they want to come out and do something, that's fine. I don't need to ever hear from these people with beat writer questions. It's yeah, nonsense. Well, it's also nah, it's, a, it's it an antiquated get... idea because it was the only chance you had to get to talk to these players was after the Absolutely. game way back when. Nowadays, you can get these guys whenever the hell you want and get get sound bites and get you know little things to be able to throw on the internet for everyone to read. But you're not well, even not, getting not, anything. Not necessarily because like I don't know that any time after. Unless it was after the 11 finals where they lost, where LeBron would have told everybody, you're broke, go back to your lives, stop praying on my downfall. Or you had Mike Gundy say, I'm a man, oh. I'm 40. You had no, yeah, Michigan you're definitely missing the emotional coach out here smacking the podiums. Or no, I so there are... That I agree, Ryan. That, you're missing is, the emotional ones for sure. It. Those it are is, great. But like the it, standard answer stuff, you can get whenever. But you're not going to get those if you like if you do away with it. So it's it's the, different. The so you want them. you want to interview guys after a title game or something or a playoff game, and you want to do a That's couple right. things like the season's over, the you whatever. Want to crown but the crown there is. It's it's not. They're so. First of all, and I don't. This wasn't supposed to be a podcast to shit on beat writers, but 
most of them are garbage. Yeah, and I know, I know, I know it's not a high paid and highly rewarded job, which is probably why most of them are garbage, but they hardly ever, ever ask decent questions. And if they do ask a decent question that's relevant, there's such a minuscule chance of a decent answer. And the whole thing is just such a waste of money yeah. and time. Yeah, instead, you get we're on to Cincinnati. It's just, it's complete. <laughs> like, I don't need any of it. I don't. That, that There's so many. Type, it, type it, it is 2020. If you want interaction with these people, there are so many better ways to do it than these stupid ass scheduled pressers. Honestly. I mean, I would rather watch no. Juju Smith play Fortnite, dude. Like, I, I don't need it. I don't need any of it. Nah, the, see, I the, do, because the, then you wouldn't get Paul George saying it was a bad shot, and then everyone can shit on him. See, Ryan, we can get it this way instead. You can do away with the pressers. Just do what the XFL did this year, where, like, after a turnover <laughs> happened, it, it, after it, a it, touchdown it, happened, right there, right afterwards on the sideline, bam, Mike in the face getting reactions. I... <laughs> That shit was golden. You fumbled two times a day. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, what's going on? When the kicker missed like three out of four kicks and they're like talking to him about it. Like, <laughs> uh, Do you think you're going to have a job on Monday? Like you want great camera hey, work? There it is right there. So uh, you'd be like, listen. The Rock Johnson's touch on the XFL is going to have any impact on it? I mean, well, I'm going to watch the XFL anyway because just right. for those things. Like we talked about it. I think the – the weekend it kicked off. Like I love that production way more than I love the NFLs. Because they have they have the the interview or I'm sorry, like the review rules where you can hear what the rest yeah, are talking about. Yeah, you're watching the review process happen. You're watching the yeah, conversation. I, I think happens. that's pretty cool. That and cool. I love those in game interviews. And it was quick. And like, honestly, like it's for a lot of the college guys that we like that maybe they're in the NFL for two years and then they flame out, but they're super fun to watch in college. Like, they're going to be in the XFL. You know, obviously, you had Connor Cook, so you have, like, your different local connections. But even, like, national guys, like Dennis Dixon got hurt in college <coughs> and then he kind of bounced around the NFL. Right. But would I love to see a prime Dennis Dixon in the XFL? I'd buy season tickets. And I would just sit at home and watch it. Yeah, AJ, I don't know if you if you watched any of it when it was on. The XFL was a decent product. They didn't do anything to hurt themselves. COVID yeah. absolutely killed them. So that's what's... Uh, XFL quarterback beat the Lions. PJ Walker. Yeah, so I was actually going to tune in and then, like, forgot when we were talking about it. But... <laughs> it's like, and then I had to do laundry, right. you know? <laughs> but, like, I did watch the 30 for 30 Um Oh yeah, no, that's the old XFL. I, no, when I, they rebranded right. and came back this year, right. it was football. It wasn't WWF. Right. It was. It wasn't WWF commentators. It wasn't no Jesse the Body Ventura calling a game or Jim Ross or anything like that. Matt Vaskersian, man, I didn't know Matt Vaskersian yeah, was the. Big. This was sports people doing their job, and they did a good job. The broadcast was good. The sideline reporting was good. I loved the way they did the inter- you know the interview process after something happened, a touchdown, a turnover. They talked to a co- head. Coach coach after a turnover on downs whatever to get a reaction of what they were thinking what happened and then the the review process was freaking perfect for instant replay it was fast you watched it happen in the booth the conversation with the ref on the field you watched the whole thing go down and it was done much quicker than the nfl ever did it and they got it right and so, it was really well done and the scoring the way they did touchdowns and everything it was just 
an entertaining that was a nice way to make say this is not nfl football we are going to play football but we're going to do it a little differently and so you were going for one you were going for two or you were going for three but it was never a kick it was a football play to get those points it was oh stop but it was still football don't act like kicking is not part of football I'm not acting like it's not a part of football. I like that they decided to make a definitive difference between the NFL and us. And it wasn't just obviously quality of players. We know that. I, 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 but I think, actual football was a little different because of what you did after you scored your six. I honestly think that The Rock being part of the ownership team now in the XFL is going to actually give it a chance. Um, I hope so. Personally, I mean, I like The Rock. I think he puts out good stuff and he... I I just how could you not like them? But uh, I watched at least one XFL game every weekend. Every Saturday that it came out, I was watching one of the games. When do they kick off again? When, when depending COVID affecting <laughs> that one, we don't know yet. And, and that's the problem. I think COVID has really hurt its chances of surviving. And I know obviously it's already changed hands because of the way everything went down. We need another league. Not to replace the NFL, not even to compete with the NFL per se, but if they can be <laughs> successful and they can be long-standing, they will bring their own unique flavor to football, as you guys have been talking about. And that is important to me because the NFL can pull on that and make themselves better. Right? It, it, it's kind of like... By adding three-point conversions. It, it, it's mm-hmm. like... <laughs> No, we don't need that. Well, they did but, that. No, it was great. Well, that, Scores were never out of reach. You saw that in, in the first iteration of the XFL with that, um, that I, I don't even know what they call it, but that camera that kind of hangs behind. The, that was an XFL thing that was oh, yeah. implemented into the NFL. So to Paul's point, I think that, that you do need stuff like this to kind of keep the NFL from getting complacent. Not that something will overtake them but just to make the product that much better it just gives them ideas yeah i mean there's been chances the usfl had it and then donald trump came in and ruined that whole damn thing (laughs) you know xfl was a great idea but vince just went too far to one side well we need wrestling we need this time covid (laughs) we need relegation to the xfl that means like, creating a deal between the two Like, the Lions are so bad, they get sent well, to the uh-oh. XFL. They had that. It was called NFL Europe. Well, they didn't that's send where, uh, teams. That's oh, you mean teams, Terry Tate not players. Went to after his office drafted a new linebacker. No, the, I'm sorry. The other linebacker, the rookie linebacker, got traded to the Europe team. He's in development. My apologies for Silent Night. <laughs> Ten o'clock, and all I hear is Matt's okay, clock. Okay, so here's this clock. This clock does what it wants. It's always on the hour, but there are some days where it only <laughs> plays music from like the morning until about four or five o'clock. Some days it'll skip an hour, but then do the next hour. And some nights, like tonight, it's done at every hour throughout the night. This is gonna sound if terrible, but clocks. that's because you bought the cheaper version. Of it. Oh, if, <laughs> if only they made clocks that like you could take the battery out of, right? <laughs> they just didn't work. Unfortunately. Yeah, I thought I thought clocks that in your exist. home were just for looks now. Well, th- this is this is you know it like I said it's got you know this thing's got Swarovski crystals. Well, why it is it singing to me? It, cl- it clearly functions, and it's it set. does function. <laughs> but it's a oh, nice man. look too. 
What are we talking it's about? Got its own, what are we doing? It's got its own little music to bring talking you back about, uh, to the... ice cream truck clock. <laughs> What's next? Are we doing Are we doing picks? What are Who, we doing? Who's the most likely NFL athlete to drive an ice cream truck? <laughs> Chad Ochozinko. Two for eight. <laughs> no, Nate Newton, but it ain't full of ice cream. <laughs> I am pretty sure that you could just convert Kirk Cousins' van to an ice cream truck. That's true. I also, and he's not active, but we <coughs> talked about him. I don't think Marshawn Lynch is a bad option. <laughs> no, he, no, he'd go all. out. He'll go out to the hood and give ice cream and give out ice cream. I could see that for sure. Have a little sprinkle special. Yep, a definite sprinkle special. <laughs> you you guys ever watch um oh what the Jimmy's on top called? of that ice cream? <gasps> yes, please. <laughs> Have you guys ever watched Tanked? I think it's on Gators like Discovery or something. Have you guys ever uh, watched Tanked? Wo- is that the one where they fix fish tanks? Make fish tanks? Yes, yeah. The, the aquariums. Marshawn, yes. Marshawn Lynch was on one. Yeah, he a, was. An episode. And he wanted piranhas. And they were like, I'm pretty sure they were illegal in the part of California that he lived. Or maybe California in general at all. I don't know. He was big salt. He big sad about that. I just, it just reminded me of him talking about uh, weird shit that Marshawn Lynch does. He was on tanks. And he had a cool ass aquarium built. That's not weird. He's giving turkeys out to the hood like his Nino Brown. In in Hawaii, of all places, too. Like, bro, why? I mean, like, in Oakland, it made sense to me. Like, why? Like, Hawaii? Like, I'm on vacation, but we can make some good out of this. Listen, turkey he's is a, always He's good. a philanthropist, Tur- bro. Turkey is always good. Just don't don't bring no, it's any. it's not. Oh, are you serious? Chicken. It's better no, than I, chicken. I, I, are I, you I, high? I, I, chicken. Are you I'd what? I'd rather have ham than turkey. Yeah. No, get out of here with the ham. Are you serious? Of chicken. You, don't. you wanting turkey for a meal is like yeah, no. Tyler Hero being named and the top 50 NBA player. Don't this doesn't bring make sense. some trash fucking no, ham no. In to the my power rankings, in like in the power 80% rankings of, of Thanksgiving is, is all the side dishes. Pass. Yeah. Yeah, turkey's not yeah. great. You have a – you guys, I am <laughs> you convinced – You have flavorful meat. You don't I am all that convinced side shit. that you guys have absolutely <laughs> never had a properly cooked turkey with gravy ever. Ah, hang on. Why do you need it's to add gravy? Just, it's not better than ham. It's why do you need to add that yeah, gravy? Why? why? Because turkey that. sucks ass on its own. Exactly. Oh my god. If meat why do you, is properly yeah, cooked why, and prepared, why do you, you put, don't need Why to. do you put cheese on a cheeseburger? Why do you put zip sauce on your filet? You don't. I, I don't. When oh I make when god. I make my filet, I eat that bitch as is. You guys are yep. freaks. Why? Because I make it right, and it's a flavorful food. Meat. Food is meant yeah. to complement each other. You don't just have a chunk of whatever. You don't just eat bread with nothing on it. Yeah, well, you know what else freaks. is better than turkey with gravy? It's chicken with any sauce. <laughs> oh, it's not. It's not. Oh, my God. It's like the bigger the bird, the worse the flavor. Oh, my <laughs> You ever had like a Cornish game hen? That's just no. delicious. Matt's about to tell us about the time he had ostrich. No, God, no. You know how bad that thing must taste? It's huge. <laughs> Matt cooking albatross? It's like four <laughs> times the size of a turkey. I'm not eating that shit. I ain't got the room in the fridge. Oh, my goodness. I cannot believe the turkey hate. And the ham love. Ham yeah, is chime so Chime in with, with your thoughts on Thanksgiving. Uh, 248. <laughs> Ham's way better. Oh, oh my goodness. How? All right, let's get to the picks. Let's, Arizona let's, State. Let's, uh, let's, let's hope Paul is uh, as wrong with his picks this week as he was about his uh, Thanksgiving opinions. Um, well, I wasn't... Paul, Paul anti-stuffing, too. <laughs> I wasn't super wrong last week. Uh, we dropped a game off. Maryland and Michigan didn't play because Michigan was ducking the Terrapins Weren't as we well. supposed to have a backup game? Uh, we were, and then it. I literally just didn't. 
so I see it wasn't that important because we missed the game earlier in the year. Or maybe there was a tie or something. I don't know. Something dropped off. And I was like, you know what? Was, we don't have it was an Paul's even two favorite teams and amount of games. He couldn't bring anyway. himself through a Yeah, I was very sad. I, I, just, I was sad. Listen. Testudo. <laughs> less football for any reason is never good. It sucks, man. Right. Games dropping off the schedule sucks. It's not. No, listen, that, we were going to get. That's not true. You could have canceled the Red Box Bowl. Uh, when Michigan no, State and Oregon played, no. and that wouldn't have battered. We were going to get murdered by seven to three. We were going to get murdered uh, by a hundred <laughs> by Ohio State this week. But I want to play that game, man. We don't need was less you, football. Did I read that right? The spread for your game was larger than the spread for the Michigan State Ohio State game. Correct. Although to wow. be yes. fair, that was presumptive that we had our th- true freshman non-Power 5 quarterback taking the reins, which was a big part of that. Oh, okay. It so if it was Joe Milton, the spread would have been like 35 21. 29. Shut up. I mean, honestly, <laughs> it should be worse that way. But, no, if Cade was healthy, it'd probably be like 21, 23, something like that. But it was like 29. Um, It's pretty bad. I mean, not like, what would you guys lose by, 45? Oh, yeah, it was bad. Was that they did, they did exactly what AJ said they would do. 40, exactly. Thank you uh, very much. Double yeah, the freaking spread. By- they won by a lot. Oh my god, was did crazy. No, I I picked them. And they didn't even really push the like push the gas that much. Like one of their touchdowns not to, not to get into it too much. But one of their touchdowns at the end, it not even at the, at the end, but like you could tell they were going to win and it was like beginning of the fourth quarter. It's like a handoff draw and they went for like 60 yards. <laughs> it's like okay. <laughs> this is happening. So like we were almost right in the fact that they weren't really trying to rub our faces in it. It's just we we're just that bad. Players. We couldn't <laughs> stop their players from running. We couldn't stop their true freshmen from doing stuff. We we do yeah, have well. <laughs> we do have a big shakeup. So myself and Matt, who are we're neck and neck, are still neck and neck because we both went six and three last week. Um, what do I have you by two games? You have me by two games. Still have me by two games. In college, you have me by one game, and in the NFL, you have me by one game. It's very, very clean. Like we're right there. Uh, so we we have a great battle for first and second, and we took first last week. Um, but AJ is charging in. He went five Aww. and four last week, which is not spectacular. Not spectacular, but not bad. But. Don and Ryan did not have great weeks. Ryan had an exceptionally poor week. And that gives AJ sole possession of third place from last to third. And this is big improvement. Middle of the pack, just one game under 500. AJ is so close to breaking even on the season. Uh, Don, a game behind him. starting from a deficit, right? Didn't I Uh, start from a deficit with y'all? Uh, what? A few weeks of deficit. Did I not start? Did I come in late? No. No, no, no. We all started at the same time. I didn't think I picked a couple, like a couple weeks. Whatever. No, no. You picked every week, but you okay. you were in last place off the rip because it's been a rough year. It's all right. Because it's, it's right. like it's my fantasy good. football team. I get it. Yeah, it's good. Everything is fine. Uh, so Don is in fourth place. He dropped a game behind AJ. They were tied. And after a brutal 2-7 and seven showing last week, Ryan no. has slipped a sole possession of last place five games under 500. So Ryan, now, I, 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 listen, I did it for AJ last week. I said, AJ, you're going to pick it up. You need to pick it up here. And he did. Ryan, it's your turn. You got to pick it up here. You can't be this much recount. of a disappointment. Um, we have what is a pretty, a pretty fun college slate, a pretty fun slate across the board this week. There were like seven or eight NFL games I considered. A pretty decent college slate, too, although not as fun as I thought because – 
the rankings came out after I made these and a lot less ranked teams now. But whatever, that's life. Uh, we're going to start, and we don't have a single noon game on the schedule this week. Actually, all of our games are within an hour window. We're starting 3 o'clock on Saturday, the traditional Navy-Army matchup. Army is almost a touchdown, but not quite a six-and-a-half-point favorites. If we're getting attacked, I'd rather have the Army in my backyard than the Navy. So give me the Army. Wait, well, what if... You would have the Army in your backyard because they fight on land and the Navy fights in the water. Yeah, what if if we're getting attacked in water? Like, give me Superman What if you're on the Detroit River, though? Yep, don't want it. I can just run to the GM building and and the Army has my back. All right. Army Regardless. Don't like Aquaman. Don't like the the River Army. So give me regular Army. Yeah, I'm rolling with Army on this one as well. The Knights uh, got a little bit better team this year. It's, it should be a good battle. Navy and Army usually are. But uh, the midshipmen been underperforming all year. Uh, Army's gotten a little bit better as the season's gone on. Uh, so I'll roll with the Black Knights. Respect to everyone in the Navy. Yeah, so um, this, for the first year in a while, is not a neutral site game. Uh, it's actually being played in West Point. And I think Army has made strides over the last few years. Uh, and Navy's kind of taken a step back. Because for a while, I think there was like seven years in a row that Navy actually beat Army. Oh, yeah. Um, they had some quarterbacks yeah, that do some stuff. <laughs> yeah, they did. Um, I don't think Navy's going to be able to keep pace with Army this week. I know they run the, the similar offense, but... I just think Army over the last couple of years has taken steps forward and Navy has stayed the same or taken a step back. So I'm I'm going to go with the Black Knights on this one as well. This will be It'll the- be a closer game than the glaring difference between the two uniforms worn on the field this year because Navy is going all out with the flash and the substance. And, Na- and Army is going deep and dark in the mud yeah. with theirs trying to stay See, low key. I, I actually like Army's uniforms better. Are they wearing sure. the green I, top? I think... Oh, no, those are ugly. Ooh. Are they wearing no, the green I, oh, no, I don't want to change my pick, but I don't approve of those uniforms. I think they're a really clean and nice kit, and I think they're really mm-hmm. fitting. Navy's doesn't do it for me. It's like a 90s kit that just didn't – it's not You don't, put you don't like the, uh, the the whitewash in the water? I like the attempt. Don't know – I don't uh, like he, the way he, – he, he hates our servicemen. That's oh my goodness! <laughs> That's not. What uh, but this game I will is... say though, real quick, these uniforms that they come out with for this game in particular have always like I think oh, always so good. like a few years ago Navy had like the actual ship that they would be assigned to on their helmet. Like I think I think they're really cool, and these Army uniforms are pretty freaking sweet. I don't know why you don't no, like them. No, they're just they're just they're dirty. Yeah, I like nah. it. Yeah, they're like. I, the Navy I like both their good. unis for different reasons. Yeah, the Army ones, I'd wear that. I really dig the Army ones. I think yeah. the Army ones are sweet. Uh, we biased, all dig but... Army this week, whether it's uniform-wise or just <laughs> on the field. Uh, Don as well. This one's a sweep. We're all in Army. Navy sucks this year. And I know that that doesn't always mean a lot, especially in this game. We've seen a ton of crazy upsets. Yes. We've seen throughout the records. We've I we've seen thirty point spreads that the game maybe came close to going the other way. I this game is usually tight, but yeah. I'm picking for football reasons, not are, emotional. Are they having reasons. soldiers and sailors in the stands for this game or no? I have no idea, honestly. I don't know. I don't know. Like this is the one game I wish they could find a way to do it. I just am glad that it's at West Well, Point. so they're like, not beholden. They make their own rules. I mean, they can do whatever well, they want. The, uh, the, the 
the military has been very cautious as far as COVID is concerned. Well, but I'm saying if they want to, they can't. Yeah. It's, it's on them. Like, there's nobody's going to tell them that you can't do this. I, yeah, but they're going to err on the side of caution would be my guess because their purpose is a lot higher than this football game on Saturday. So, <laughs> well, for I, sure. I would be very surprised if there's a, a, a lot of fans in the stands on Saturday. Okay. I, I just I love the atmosphere. Yeah, it's one of my favorite weeks of the year. It, um, so we're outside all in of Michigan, agreement. Ohio State, Army, <laughs> Navy. That's what I was gonna say. Outside, it's usually disappointing. <laughs> no, it's always the weekend after. Is it? Yeah. 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 Hmm. No, this is yeah. This is a different. Fair thing. enough. Yeah, it's always the week. It, it <laughs> usually is is the week <laughs> in between the conference championships yeah. and the conference final regular season. season. <laughs> it, it's always like a standalone game usually. I'll get more accurate with my trolling then. Thank you. No problem. Uh, we're all on the same page on Army and just with mine and Don's picks. I know we're not going to be at the next game. Uh, Michigan State, Penn State. Penn State's not very good. And I know Michigan State's not very good, but I'm not sure if Michigan State should be a 15 and a half point dog in Happy Valley. Why would we when we're going to win? Huh? It would be Felton Davis... Game-winning touchdown all over again. Mel Tucker flambasted his team at the podium last week, and this week he's going to say, you know, we played really well, and we got a win in a rivalry game. Yeah. Go Green. I'm with Ryan on this one. I think uh, coming off the beatdown they just took at Ohio State, Spartans will come out ready to play. Uh, inconsistent team, played like shit last week. Uh, we should play a lot better this week. And Penn State, uh, not good. So uh, give me the Spartans. God, this is like nearly impossible. Um, I don't. I don't know. Michigan State. If the trend continues, then they should at least cover. Um, what trend? They just lost by forty. That's what I said. Exactly. The they gonna bounce back. Yeah, like oh, the right, right. inconsistencies. Yeah. You're looking for that back and forth kind of thing. Yeah, you know, the, the Jekyll and Hyde, which seems to be the theme of the, or Jacqueline and Hyde. No, no, that's, that, yeah, that, there you go, it's Jacqueline. That's, that's right. two games from now, hold on, we'll get to that again. Um, no, I know, that's the Wisconsin team, but, um, man, I don't know. I think I'm going to stick the, with the chalk here and go, um, I mean, chalk as far as the other guys have gone and pick Michigan State to cover. I was going to say, it's not chalk at all. Yeah. Uh, Don's the lone dissenter on this one. I don't know how Penn State is 15 and a half point favorites over Eastern Michigan, let alone Michigan State. I just, I don't see it. I, I'm not saying they can't, but I know Michigan State's not good, but Penn State is not good either. It's just bad football teams, and it's going to be kind of a shit show. 15 and a half points, a little bit nutty to me. I'm uh, Michigan State all day. I mean, 15 and a half. It's absurd. It always scares me, honestly. I'm like, what the hell? Uh, again, this should be much closer. Ryan's nemesis. Uh, we have North Carolina, 17th ranked North Carolina. And they're three and a half point road dogs to top 10, the U, Miami. Yeah, baby. It's like Michael Irvin said, we're losing recipes. Miami is not losing this game. And they're going to win it by more than the three and a half points. Give me the you. I don't know. Because Sam Howell can ball. That man can yeah. throw that football. And Miami's defense looked great at times, looked god-awful at other times. NC State game comes to mind uh, where they gave up 41 points. 
Sam Howell, man, can throw for like 450 yards and a gang of touchdowns, and then Miami's in a whole bunch of trouble. I think that's going to happen this weekend. I think North Carolina might even flat out win, so I'm going to take them to get inside the three points on Miami. Wow. Boo. Yeah, I, when I initially looked at the game, that's my exact kind of thought was Miami probably will win, but I don't know if they win more than a field goal. So I'm going to go with the Tar Heels here too. Uh, Don is Don is on that cane train, and myself, I really wish the spread was two and a half points. It would make picking this game a lot easier. Uh, it's not. I think the spread is perfect where it's at. Uh, Vegas did a good job of this one, but I, I have to roll with Miami. Uh, the, I don't love, love either of these teams, but Miami's been more consistent. North Carolina has a terrible, terrible loss on the season to FSU, um, and they've had a couple letdown games. I'm going to take Miami in this one, just a slightly more consistent team to get the job done at home. Uh, last week, Matt couldn't stop talking about Jekyll and Hyde. And AJ even invoked it already this week. I don't know what Wisconsin really is this year. And obviously their season kind of got derailed before it even took off with Corona. And they have, they've had a tumultuous season to say the least. Uh, They said it two and two. Dropped out of the rankings this week. They're on the road. Iowa City, I think. Is that where the Hawkeyes play? Somewhere There's... in Iowa. Does it really matter? <laughs> no, I'm it's second not... guessing myself. <laughs> I'm concerned. Uh, no, they definitely don't play in Des Moines. It doesn't matter. Like he said, 16th ranked Iowa at home. Fear the water tower. One point favorites over Wisconsin. Oh, I hate both these teams. I think I hate them equally, actually. But I think Iowa's probably worse. So I'm going to take Wisconsin in the point that they give me. Wisconsin looks so bad. Couldn't even get in the end zone against Indiana. Uh, This game should be a close one. I do like Iowa. I like them a little bit more than the one point. I think three points is the number for them. Uh, 24-21, 27-24, somewhere in that area. So I'll roll with the Hawkeyes. Uh, I think part of the Jekyll and Hyde for Wisconsin is the fact that they have a very young quarterback, right? As outstanding of a talent as he is, I Moving up to that level, I think you get that inconsistency. Uh, if he was that inconsistent last week, I'm going to put my eggs in his basket to be pretty good this week uh, and go into Iowa and win the game for him. So I'm going to. You were just all over that up down. Well, I mean, that's what this year has been, right? Like. R- Ryan, you had Wisconsin, right? Yeah. Uh, that 70 show was filmed there, not Iowa. <laughs> yeah, that's that's going to make Matt the lone dissenter on this one. I think this was the hardest game to pick. This honestly feels to me like they're begging you to take Iowa. It, it really does. Like, it, it, that one-point spread, especially the way Wisconsin's looked the last couple weeks, albeit against good football teams, and I don't know how good Iowa is, I think Wisconsin's going to bounce back in a big way this week, and I think they're actually going to run Iowa. Uh, so I'm obviously going to take them as the dog here. We're going to head over to the Pac-12. And I don't know if you guys are like I am. Uh, I kind of forgot about the Pac-12. Uh, they started super late. They haven't played much football. They don't really have any relevant teams. Um, but they are playing football. 
And a matchup that is usually fun. It would have been funner had these teams not lost last week and fallen out of the rankings. Uh, but Washington is traveling to Oregon. Oregon is a six-point favorite at home. Yeah, uh, I believe last year when we were in Chicago, this game was played and Oregon won. So I'm just going to go with what I know. Let's go Ducks. Uh, man, Oregon's disappointed this year. Already two losses. Both teams coming off a loss, uh, yet still in the hunt for the Pac-12 North uh, to represent in the uh, Pac-12 championship. Uh, the big difference for me is the fact that the Ducks can't hold on to the football. Uh, Washington seems to be able to not turn it over nearly as much. Uh, so I will roll with the sure hands in this one. Uh, Washington might flat out just win this game. So I got to go inside of that Oregon uh, line of six. Yeah, uh, last game I went against Matt to try and pick up a game, but I don't think I'm going to be able to do that on this one. Uh, and I'm going to stick with the Huskies to hang on to the football and, and win a football game. And this time that's going to make Ryan the lone dissenter. Uh, Don agrees with the rest of us that are not Ryan. Uh, I just think this is too big of a spread. Um, I don't think there's a lot separating these two teams. And uh, I'm absolutely going to take Washington in this one. And that concludes our college picks. We head over to a packed NFL slate. I Legitimately, seven or eight very good games that could have been included here. Well, one of them's Detroit, but the rest of them are good. We pick Detroit every week because we just do. Uh, we're going to start 1 p.m. We got a couple good games. Um, this one is really interesting to me. Uh, on paper or at first glance, you're like, why is this game's kind of a mismatch? We got Kansas City's playing Miami. Miami has exceptionally quietly won seven of eight games. Seven in one stretch for Miami. They are playing really solid football. And they're not all garbage teams that they've beaten over that stretch. I mean, it's hard to beat seven garbage teams. There's not that many bad teams in the NFL. They've had a couple impressive wins in that stretch. They're still seven and a half point home dogs, though. They're not getting any respect for what they've accomplished, and they're right in the thick of the playoff hunt. Count me in with the disrespect. Next week, we're going to be talking about Miami is seven uh, and two in their last nine games because Kansas City is going to win by 20. Give me the Chiefs. Yeah, uh, one of the reasons Miami is 7-1 and one is they are second best in the league this year at creating turnovers. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan. I think Patrick Mahomes has all of two <laughs> interceptions on the year. So I don't think the Chiefs uh, are going to give them that many chances. I, I got to go with the champs on this one. I think they win by double digits. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I think Miami's been riding the strength of their defense, which has played pretty tough, uh, especially their secondary. I'm not saying that that's going to shut down Kansas City in their offense, but I think at least it keeps it a close game. Uh, so I'm going to go with Miami to lose by a touchdown or less. Uh, Don is riding that Kansas City Chiefs train. Uh, you think you're alone in this, AJ? What do you think? Nope, I don't think so. You don't think I'm al- you're alone in this, huh? Well, you're a smart man because Kansas City doesn't blow anybody out. Kansas City has not won a game by a touchdown in over a month. And that was against the Jets. They just, they don't. I In, in that span, they, they escaped the Panthers by a couple points. They escaped the Raiders in a game they should have lost. They escaped the Bucks. They didn't even beat the Broncos by a touchdown. I mean, come on, man. 
this they're not blowing teams out. They're not playing their best football. Miami is fighting for their playoff life. Young, energetic, nothing to lose. They've won seven of eight. This is not a bad football team right now. It is a well-coached football team that is playing cohesively and has a lot going for it. Seven and a half points is pure disrespect. Over a touchdown. You're giving me the half point. They can lose by a touchdown and still cover. I am all over Miami in this one. I love this game. Another team fighting for their playoff lives is Minnesota. And Minnesota started exceptionally poorly this season. I want to say they were like 2-5 and five or something. Very, very uh, rough start. I think they were 0-4. Um, I, it was, it was, I mean, I could just check right now. It'd take two seconds. Uh, they were, they were zero and three and then they were one in five. Oh my goodness. They were okay. one yeah, in five, bad. one in five start to the season, but they've now won five <coughs> of six and that has gotten them to six and six right in the thick of the playoff hunt expanded playoffs this year. Seven teams make the playoffs. Correct. As long as the games yes. are played, which looks like they will be. And uh, they're traveling to Tampa, and Tampa has not been super impressive lately, but they are almost a touchdown favorite at home, six-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Too many points. I expect Tampa to win, but I expect it to be by three or four, not by seven. Uh, If it's going to be that close, it means Kirk Cousins played a great game because Tampa's run defense is one of the best in the league. Dalvin Cook might have some issues. Uh, Tampa's also had a bye week to kind of get right. I don't know. Something's telling me the Bucks win this one by a touchdown, which is more than six and a half. So I'll roll with Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah, I was going to bring up that bye week. I think that bye week came right at the perfect time for the Buccaneers. Um, you know, and so I think having that week of rest and and kind of getting on the same page, kind of stopping that slide. Minnesota, I I don't know. I mean, there's a reason they started one and five, right? And sure, they've won five of six. I I, I get all that, but. I just I don't I don't trust Kirk Cousins if you want me to be completely honest with you, um, and I nor should you and I don't trust their defense either. So um, I think Tampa Bay wins by at least a touchdown. Uh, Don named his son after Tom Brady, so you know who he's picking in this game. <laughs> this is an incredibly difficult game for me to pick it's so difficult i might change my pick it's, uh, it's, you don't believe in brady to the super bowl anymore with the bucks well it's not that it's not that. i mean they don't have to win this game by a touchdown to make the super bowl it, it really is not that um they've played pretty poorly lately uh they got just absolutely destroyed embarrassed by the saints in what you were thinking maybe would be a revenge game uh they played well against the panthers but the panthers suck and then narrow losses to the Rams and Chiefs, which by identical scores of 27 to 24, uh, nothing to be ashamed of losing to those teams. They're not bad football teams, especially the Chiefs, and they played tight. Um, but Eventually, the Chiefs were up by like 16 in that game and then like took their foot off the gas. Tampa Bay still had a chance in that game. So I, I wouldn't say in, – in, no, that's so reduction narrative. Like the, <laughs> the Chiefs do not take their foot off the gas ever. Um, no, they had a chance in that game, but they haven't played that well. And they're coming off a bye, more time on task, more time to get things right. They have, they match up well with Minnesota, right? Like Matt said, their run defense is great. So what is Dalvin Cook going to be able to do? 
is Kirk Cousins going to be able to carry Minnesota against them? They've won five of six, but they haven't really beat anybody in that stretch, and they're not even beating bad teams by a lot. They needed overtime to barely beat the Jaguars. They barely beat the Panthers. They lost to the Cowboys. They they've they've won five of six with a loss to the Cowboys, dude. So on paper, I think Tampa Bay is the clear pick here. But for fantasy purposes, I really, really need Minnesota to be able to run the ball. And I really need this game to stay competitive so that Brady throws the ball. And I just got a feeling. I got a weird feeling about this game. I got to roll with Minnesota. I'm going against paper here. I'm going to take Minnesota in this one. The theme is teams fighting for their playoff lives. And Las Vegas' prayers were answered last week. Literally. Uh, The Jets fans' prayers might have been answered too. As I'm sure they didn't mind giving up that Hail Mary to lose. Because... They won Trevor Lawrence. Pretty freaking bad. Uh, Las Vegas just wants to make the playoffs. And it's another team that's in the thick of things, on the cusp, but far from in. Indianapolis has been playing pretty solid football. Defense has rolled all year, but they're just two and a half point favorites on the road. Their defense rolled all year except for against Tennessee. Listen, Tennessee is the force that can't be stopped, okay? Indy. Indy all day. I mean, the Raiders got sweet chin music by the Falcons, and they should have lost to the Jets. I'm not impressed with anything going on in Las Vegas right now. Except for Give me the Derek Colts. car last week. Gosh dang it. Uh, <clears throat> well, the Raiders get a familiar foe in quarterback Phillip Rivers who did not do so hot last year. The last two games lost both of them against the Raiders last season when his last season with the Chargers. Uh, This, to me, comes down to the Colts' defense and if if it shows up. If it shows up, the Colts should win this game by seven or more. If it doesn't show up and the Raiders are able to do what they want to do offensively, the Raiders are flat out winning this game. I (laughs) am not seeing the Colts' defense showing up as much as of late. Uh, I know the Raiders looked terrible at times against uh, a hapless Jets team, but I think the Raiders might bounce back in this one. I know it's coming off a win when I say bounce back, but I think they're going to play better in this one and uh, might actually just flat out win this game. So I'll roll with Vegas. So correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the big Achilles heels for the Raiders is their offensive line. Correct? No or no. Uh, no. For the Raiders? Yeah. No, Raiders offensive line's good. Pretty good. Yeah. Okay. The few times I have seen them, they looked like they were Swiss cheese, but <clears throat> okay. They're definitely better at run blocking than pass run blocking. Run blocking than pass blocking. Okay. That was what I saw. Um, man, I don't know. Team on the road. Vegas with playoff aspirations. I'm going to go with the Colts here, and they only got to win by a field goal. So, I'm going to go with the Colts. Yeah. I know it took me a while to get right to that direct answer, but I'll take the Colts. That's all right. Uh, Don is going to take the Raiders. I think that's a mistake. Just me. Um, Indianapolis, sixth in DVO, defensive DVOA. Uh, I just wanted to put my eye test and 
basic metrics to the test uh, real quick. Uh, yes, they've been very good on defense all year. And they're not going to get in a situation where they're giving up a Hail Mary to the Raiders. And the Raiders have not impressed me against anybody lately. And the Raiders are actually a team that I was higher than most on entering the season. And they haven't underperformed, but they haven't got to lofty expectation level either. They're trying, kind of just there. Uh, they play solid football. They're not a bad team, but I wouldn't say that they're a very good team either. And I think Indianapolis is close. They have some struggles on offense. Phillip Rivers is inconsistent. His arm's falling off, and they don't have a lot of skill position talent around him. But I think they're going to start leaning on Jonathan Taylor more as he starts coming into his own during his rookie season. The defense, like I said, has been there all season. And I think this is a game where Indy shows that they're not just a serious playoff team, but they want to contend with the Pittsburghs and the Kansas Cities in that AFC picture that they, they still believe that they can make a run. And this is where I think they gain a lot of believers this week. I think they win by double digits against Las Vegas. Speaking of double digits, the last time green Bay played Detroit, if I recall, it did not go so well for Detroit. We lost by quite a bit. Does anybody remember score last time we played? Anybody? Nope. No one even nope. cares about this team. I try not to hold on to Lions games in my memory banks for too long. It was long. like the second game of the season. We lost by a touch. <laughs> to 20, 21. Three touchdowns we lost by. Um, Matt Patricia's gone, though. And we're at home. Vegas has us as only seven and a half point dogs. Can this game be that much different than the first time we met early in the season? No, we're escaping an ass whooping with Ohio State and Michigan, uh, but the Lions are going to more than make up for it and give us the NFL version of an ass whooping. It won't be 30 points, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Green Bay win by three touchdowns again. Uh, I hate this team. I have no idea what to make of this team and how they're going to show up. They could very easily be getting their ass whooped all game and then score a touchdown in the final few minutes to get just Back inside of seven cover. and a half. They could very easily do that. Back Stafford has cover. that ability. Green Bay has not been setting the world on fire. Not like the beginning of the season when they were just steamrolling teams. We're going to get torched by Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. We know that's going to happen. Aaron Jones will probably have a decent day, but Stafford could throw for 330 yards and two touchdowns and cut backdoor cover this bitch so easily. It's so annoying to pick. I'm have hope of we're still going to lose, but maybe we backdoor cover. So I'll roll with the freaking kittens. <laughs> you hear that lack of conviction, right? <laughs> My initial thought was that spread's too high, given the fact that we have no idea who's going to show up on Sunday for the Lions. And it would be the most Lions thing ever for them to start 2-0 and under Bevel. And that would create chaos for our new coaching hire, in my opinion. So because I am not an idiot and I will not be fooled by this team, given my past... I'm going to pick the Lions to cover, and there's a good chance they might downright, outright win this thing. So I'm going to lay it on the Lions. The lack of conviction while picking the Lions is incredible. 
It's like no one is forcing you to do this. You are allowed to pick Green Bay. I know, but I entirely expect them to go out and win this week for some reason. I'm not I'm not going to go as far as a win. But Ryan is the only one picking Green Bay out of all five of us, including Don. Um, yeah, I, I can so tell you who's in my man. back door covers. I'm, I'm, I'm all over the back door this week. I really am. Just smashing that back door. I... It's stupid, honestly. Like, we were literally down double digits the entire game to freaking Chicago, who is terrible. And Green Bay is worlds better than Chicago. But is the team looks like they're having some fun again. Uh, we let Stafford actually sling it quite a bit downfield last week. Um, still not as much as I'd like, but quite a bit, especially with the intermediate stuff, the stuff between 10 and 25 yards, not necessarily monster shots down the field, but the intermediate stuff. Um, we looked different, I guess. I mean, it's so weird. You beat a bottom five team and you barely beat them. And it took a huge fourth quarter comeback to do it. But at the same time, you did it. And I don't know, drinking the Kool-Aid. I think that you can be down by 14 in the fourth quarter and then score a meaningless touchdown and cover this spread. I don't think Ryan, that's out next, of the question. Next week, when we come off of the game where we lose forty-one to seventeen, just come in laughing to start the podcast, okay? <laughs> it, this is this just could a, also this, one's this could also be the chalk where Ryan falls farther behind though, because he is in last place in these picks. So no. just remember that. A little, no, with this AJ one. straight up after making a three uh, I'll bet. Jump. I'll bet twenty games AJ, on this one. AJ with the straight up BM, and I dig it. Oh, uh, we close with what should be a fantastic game. Uh, <sighs> Maybe. Well, I don't think the Pittsburgh that showed up against Washington is the Pittsburgh for goodness. Man, this is their third game in in twelve days. We got third s- game in twelve days. You're no, making this team no, play. No. They didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't play this week. <laughs> they still were out there. This eh, is their third game in twelve days. You can call it that. There's a reason NFL players are pussies. And only play once a week, unlike one, hockey players. I you guess play three times a week. Um. <laughs> I know Pittsburgh is actual fighting allowed. And they Pittsburgh play is traveling to Buffalo. Game. This should be a very, very good game, and what I think may be a preview of what we see in the playoffs. Um, this game is a pick'em. A pick 'em. We just straight up get to pick the winner, old fashioned style, uh, before gambling made this country great. Do you guys. Uh, Pittsburgh been. Oh, you think uh, Pittsburgh can rebound? They just lost to Washington. What in the hell is going on? They did lose to Washington, and they've been looking shaky. And if you do that thing where you, like, try and pick holes in each of their first 11 wins, there are a lot, a lot of holes to pick. <laughs> And I do think that the the Bills will will pick some more of those holes. Um, so give me give me Buffalo in this one, and Pittsburgh gets their second loss on the year. Definitely agree, Ryan. Their schedule has not been the most difficult in the NFL by far. I think the fact that it's their third game in twelve days is what really is going to kill the Steelers. When these two teams meet in the postseason, I think it'll be a different situation. But I think maybe for the first half the Steelers will be competitive. But after that, I think Buffalo's blowing the doors off Pittsburgh because I think they're just going to be too exhausted to do anything to stop the Bills offensively in the second half of this game. There's a reason these teams play so, you know, so there's so many days in between games. Three times in 12 is ridiculous for an NFL team, and it's going to show on the field. The Bills are going to romp them, I think, in the second half. 
Yeah, kind of on that same train right there. Give me Buffalo. I know they play in a pretty eh AFC East, but the Bills have looked really good this season. If not for a Hail Mary that they actively decided not to bat down, despite having all the people in the world to do so there, they would be winners of six straight. They've won five of six regardless. <laughs> and they've looked pretty darn good doing it and beating some decent teams. They beat the Seahawks by double digits, beat the Niners by double digits. The Niners that have been pretty darn good. Beat the Chargers by double digits. They're just a good football team. Pittsburgh absolutely relies on their defense. The problem is their defense keeps losing bodies. They lost another linebacker. They're on offense. Sometimes it looks like they can light the world on fire. Sometimes they're just completely dysfunctional and inept. You you went into halftime. I think they were up what fourteen to three or something against Washington. Something like that. You blow a double digit second half lead to the Washington football team. You score like three points in the second half against Washington. That is terrible. That is awful. It's not excusable in any way. But they were 11 and 0. And you don't you don't win them all. It's happened one time in the regular season since we went to a 16 game schedule. There's going to be a letdown and it's not crazy that it would be against a team that you thought you were going to walk over and that you didn't prep well. Games have been moved around, came over a win over your division rival on a Wednesday. Did we get, was that the Wednesday game? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. This is the Wednesday game. So you can make excuses. You want to back Pittsburgh this game? You can build the case. I just think Buffalo is better right now. I think Pittsburgh is, injuries are starting to catch up to them. I don't think their offense can hang with Buffalo. And I think Buffalo is going to show why they are a real contender to make a Super Bowl run this season. And that's going to make Don the only one holding out hope for Pittsburgh. All right, I guess that's the end of the picks. Uh, Ryan, (laughs) do the thing. (laughs) Beautiful. So, unlike Paul George, we are not going to blame anybody else for what just happened. That was all on us. Total accountability here. If you want to hear more of our accountable takes and picks, make sure that you're uh, subscribed to the Sports Carnage Podcast on iTunes and Podbean, and then go follow us on all of our social medias, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. That way you can hear everything we got. And as always, make sure you're also following Detroit Sports Nation, where this podcast is hosted and where you will find it. Every single story you could ever wish or dream about uh, on Detroit sports. <laughs> for Ryan Griffin, AJ Riley, Paul Roshan, I'm Matt Bass, and thank you for spending a couple hours with us at Sports Carnage. We'll be back with y'all next week. Three, Gotta go meet James Harden at the club. One.